When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We caught a huge break, or at least I caught a huge break because uh, the audio dropped at 847. Yes. What do you think of that, man? Mm-hmm. Drop it like we it's st- hot. <laughs> okay, I quit. Drop it like I'm it. I'm going to retire now. Drop it like it. Oh, my God. Uh, is Tom, Tom ready to go? He is, actually. Yes, he is. Tom Wheelwright, I'm sorry you had to hear that. She's trying to do rap music. and I, it's just, She's just not very good, Tom. Great. <laughs> he you. loves it. I know he li- he's got a great attitude. That's why. Why does Tom Wheelwright have a great attitude? Tom is a visionary and best-selling author behind multiple companies, uh, specialized in wealth and tax strategy. Now, I lifted this next part because my name is Tom Bernard. So this next part, I just took out of here and put it on my bio. And it says, Tom is also a leading expert. And then I just took that from your descriptor and put it in mine. (laughs) It's all yours. What do you think? Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, Published author on partnerships, uh, corporation tax strategies, a well-known platform speaker, and a wealth education innovator. Tom, thank you so much for picking today to come on the show because I was just talking to some friends last night. People, I know that, you know, they're taking care of a lot of things, but I'm still nervous about this bank thing, Tom. i got to be honest with you. 2008 was not a pleasant time for most people. Are we going to go through that again, you think? Uh, or is it even fair to yeah, ask? Yeah, I, 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 I do. I, um, it, it is a major oh. banking crisis. I, they're going to they're going to push it down the road as far as they can, but who knows how far they can push it? I mean, you keep having one bank after another. I mean, when you have Credit Suisse fail, one of the largest banks in the world, and have to be taken over by UBS and done by the Swiss government, that's a little that's a little scary. I'm, you're not the only one yeah. who's scared. I mean, the financial, the so-called financial experts are pretty scared too. Well, Tom, I'll be honest with you, 2008, man, that crushed a lot of people. A lot of people went broke during 2008. I suppose that'll happen again, huh? Well, it did. And, and again, you know, the, who, are the, who are they bailing out? They're bailing out the big guys, yep. right? Are they going to bail out the community banks? Uh, I, I don't know. They say they are, but who knows if they will. So, you know, last time they bailed out the big guys and let the little guys rot, basically. They, they, let, yes. they let everybody else let their homes go to foreclosure and their credit go to nothing. So, uh, you know, if you're big, great. But if you're not big, you should be worried. 
Is it true, Tom, because I get the impression now that all that matters in the world is money, that the people who have the money get all the bonuses, get all of this, get all the you know, coverage. They get people with a great wealth. Uh, are treated well. I suppose you know they they have all this buying power, so maybe that's part of it. But but my God, they are given every opportunity. They could fail. Well, didn't Credit Suisse? Didn't those guys take like three point seven million dollars in bonus money before they left? Uh, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. But um, it is. Uh, there's one pl- there's one place where uh, it's it's fair, and that's actually the tax law. So the tax law, uh, little guys can get the same tax benefits that the rich guys get. So that's that's really my mission is to let people know that, that you don't have to be rich to get those same tax benefits. So what's great about that is that just about 10 minutes ago, I went, God, I hope when Tom Wheelwright comes on the show, he's going to tell me that there's something good happening. And you just did, so I'm a much happier person, Tom. Well, there you go. It's, uh, the, you know, people always complain about the rich don't pay tax, but the only difference is that they have better CPAs and better advisors, <laughs> and so their advisors know this stuff. Um, and the average person doesn't know it. That's, that's why I write. That's why I speak, is so that the average person can know the same thing and get the same benefits. Yeah, one thing I've always liked about you, Tom, is the fact that we're talking to Tom, CPA Tom Wheelwright. Uh, his latest book, The Win-Win Wealth Strategy. Uh, now, here's something at the bottom of the descriptor, why the rich are not a drain on society, and more importantly, how to become one of them. See, I like what I'm trying to work on now in my life, Tom, is I understand that people are going to get the opinion that all rich people are horrible human beings, and that's just not true, correct? Well, it's, it's not. Uh, honestly, I, I was fortunate. I spent uh, last week, I spent a couple of days on Richard Branson's Island and actually got to have dinner and breakfast with oh. him. And what a nice guy. What, a, what, a, what, I mean, I, I really, I really enjoyed uh, him and I thought he was a super nice guy. That's what I understand. So you, you sounds like you've got quite the, where'd you, where'd you grow up, Tom? I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was a Mormon missionary in Paris, France, learned how to get rejected in French. <laughs> I know we we what's the other one? Siva <laughs> <laughs> play. Siva play. Siva play. I love that. But so you you grew up in Utah, you're a missionary, uh you, how did you get involved in in doing what you're doing now? Um uh, being an expert uh, the win-win wealth strategy book I, coming out right now. I, I was really fortunate. I, uh, I I acquired a CPA firm back in 2001, and one of the clients was Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, sure. And uh, Robert uh, uh, was one of the clients, of the, and I got to know Robert, and we had a similar mission and taxes. Actually, the tax law supports the way he thinks in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And uh, mm-hmm. we've gotten to be good friends over the years, and we still travel together. And um, so I... You know, I get a lot of my uh, full disclosure. I do get a lot of my information from Robert. He's uh, he's a little more pessimistic than I am, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, it's it's been it's been great working alongside him all these years. Well, Tom, people might not know this, but Robert was the first guy to call two thousand eight and say this is not going to be good. He, was. he called it way he out was. front. He was, and he's calling it right now. He thinks this is he thinks this is another one. Hmm. He thinks it'll be that bad. He does. It does. Oh, it's a bigger no. bubble. I mean, yeah. think about it. I mean, prices have gone up more than they did in 2008. Yep. And so if it crashes, it could crash really hard. It really depends on how well the Fed can manipulate. But, you know, they failed. They've already failed because they should have started this 
you know, several years ago. They should have started in 2021. And instead of waiting until 2022 to start yeah. raising interest rates, um, they just started late. Uh, the federal government, both in December of 2020 and March of 2021, gave away way too much money that wasn't needed. So, you know, they, you know, you think, well, boy, they should know. They've got those PhDs, which, by the way, stands for poor, helpless, and desperate. And they, okay. <laughs> and, and, but they don't have practical experience, and so, so they, they still miss it. So I think, they missed, I think they missed it. I think they missed their opportunity. Well, we'll, do you see. Think, we'll see how well they can do it. So what do we do? I mean, we're sitting on, a, on a, the morning show in Minnesota. Are there things we should be doing now that we're just not thinking of? Oh, I think so. I, I, I think, uh, you know, there are certain businesses, for example, that are very recession-proof. There's jobs that are recession-proof. And, you, you know, tech is not the recession-proof, as we could see. Tech jobs are, tech jobs are going away, and, and small businesses are growing. And so you, you look at those recession-proof jobs, that, that's a good job. If you've got a business, think about what is somebody in need. I mean, I'm fortunate. You know, in good times, people are paying too much tax, so they need tax planning. And in bad times, people need money, and so the best way to get money is to lower your taxes. So I'm in a recession, recession-proof profession. Well, that's the type of job or profession that, or a business that you ought to be looking at because we're going to go into a recession for sure. For sure. Okay, I know you got to go. You only have eight minutes with us, which next time you should – got to book you for 16. This is too short. Yeah, I agree because I have it. so many questions, like my daughter's <laughs> education. Like I want to know about 529s and stuff. I got I so many questions I would love to ask you, but we just don't have the time. Is there a place that we can find out more information besides the book, obviously, which I'm definitely going to pick up? Absolutely. I, I do a podcast uh, called The Wealthability Show. Nice. And uh, certainly come there, or our website is wealthability.com. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call in your show and do impressions, and you're not going to know it's me. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Tom, you're the best in the business. Thank That's you, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Please come back soon. CPA Tom Wheelwright, we'll, ladies and gentlemen. Will do. Thanks a lot. The book is called The Win-Win Wealth Strategy. See, I, God, I, you're in a situation. I want to do all these things, but I'm just afraid now. Are we going to have a deep recession? What do you guys think? Do you think a recession is going to be pretty deep? I don't know if it could be as bad as 2008, but then again, I don't know. Like we've said before, like when 2008 happened, I was like, I don't know what everybody's complaining about. I'm still in the same exact spot I was before all the shitstorm yeah, went down. Yep. So I don't know. That would probably be the same situation that I would, I'm in right now. So I don't Here's know. Here's what I, I need to ask everybody, and I don't know because I don't pay a lot of attention to how politicians work and how the government works and all the rest of it, but did COVID cause this recession? I mean, I don't think it helped. No, no, it definitely didn't help. But did it cause it? Because now you're entering into that area where a lot of people think this whole COVID thing was done on purpose uh, to try to control the people on that. Now, I, I, I haven't spent enough time thinking about it to, to come up, form, formulate my own opinion on that. But do you think it's a coincidence that we went through two and a half, three years of COVID, skipped a couple of months, and all of a sudden the economy's falling apart? I mean, do those two things match up in any way, shape, or form? Tevin? I think that anything is possible in today's world. I love all conspiracy yep. theories. I believe <laughs> that, that, I, that if, you, if it came out that, yes, COVID was actually made in a lab and it was all some big hoax to, like, 
cause a recession and make somebody somewhere billions of dollars, I would be like, yes, that does not surprise me if we see that Netflix documentary in like two years. You know, one of my favorite things, and Tevin Pittman joins us. Uh, and by the way, it shows up today on my watch that it's your birthday, but Brittany tells me your birthday was yesterday. Yeah, yep, birthday was yesterday. Uh, best gift I got was, well, thank you, um, was Brittany's fruit snacks that I received today wrapped in a very nice uh, Kleenex tissue. Not used. Oh, not used. Sure. Yeah, not used. That's You're the main welcome. part of this. So, yeah. That is fantastic. There is a, an interview um, and Fauci was in, apparently it was several years ago, well, not several, but a few years ago, and he was following reporters around. They were going from house to house, and they're interviewing people. And there's a guy that answers his door, and he's, like, eating a sandwich. And he's a black man in America today, Tevin, so you'll be very proud of him. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yep. So they come up, and they knock on the door, and he walks out the door, and he's still eating a sandwich, and he's looking down the stairs at them, and Fauci's looking up at him, and somebody starts asking the guy questions. They go, so what do you think of this, this, and this, and this? And there's a long pause. He goes, it's some bullshit going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably not wrong. Because it definitely did, going from, like, if you step outside, COVID will kill you, to now it's yes. just kind of all magically gone. Yep. Like, I don't know exactly how science works, but uh, something seems a little up and a little off. <laughs> Do you know how disappointing it is to get, you know, past all that 2008 stuff and you live through it and da-da-da-da-da and all the rest of it? Um, and then just, you know, 15 years later, you're going to go through it again. And you're going to, I mean, it, it's getting really old because it's been, what is it about every 25 years we go through one of these things, 20, 25 years we go through this kind of deal? Yeah. So why can't they, if that's the time period, why can't they see it coming better than they do? I don't know. And I think like with COVID as well, like kind of how you're saying, did it cause like a recession? I think it definitely changed people's mindset on like what they want to do for work and how they value a job. Because yeah. like working in the service industry uh, during COVID and then everybody kind of like getting unemployment and then realized there's other ways to make money, whether it's in like real estate and other things like that. So people definitely shifted out of certain jobs and i think that's one of the reasons that there's like supply chain issues in the world today and things like that yeah. obviously there's wars and things that are going on that help with the whole recession but yeah i think covid more so than the actual covid itself is the fact that it just changed people's perception on what they want to do for work and that's changing the economy yeah so the three of you do you think it's going to be i, I mean obviously we're in a situation already but do you think it's going to get as severe as 2008 or do you think maybe not quite that bad um since i'm the annoying optimist um <laughs> i'm gonna okay. say i'm gonna say it's not gonna be as bad i think i think you're right tevin i think you really hit on something that it changed it pivoted our mindset around work and and looking who, who, if, if having a mortgage makes sense for people, if there's a different way to live where right. you have to avoid, right. you know, working two jobs, whatever. I, mm -hmm. it, and again, like, I think that mind frame kind of had to shift um, in a lot of ways, too, just because uh, I don't think all of everybody was meant to work until that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right. and I, I'm not saying not work, but like. The the architect was built for a certain kind of person. We don't have pensions anymore. There's no reason to stay in the same job for 40 years and get yeah. that gold watch. Um, people pivot really easily and, and change. And I think I think it's just it's just going to change the mm -hmm. way that the economy is laid out. 
Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday. How people were just finally at some point just went. I don't care if I if I don't have the latest car. I don't care yeah. if I, I watch my parents right. struggle right. that long for so hard that I'm just gonna find a van and just drive around you know the mountains of Colorado and just hang out and do my own thing and. I don't know, it's a good, but it's all cyclical because eventually those people who live in a van, who have small places, are might get tired of it and go, I have to go back to corporate America because I'm tired of, you know, shopping at Aldi and having to you know, completely always cut corners, never getting a vacation. My car's a piece of shit. I have to go back. So it's all cyclical. So in five years when everybody who said screw the workforce, they'll all be back in the workforce anyway. In some way, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, uh, looking back, I shouldn't say, do you think, do you remember? Because I don't really remember the the businesses that were hardest hit in 2008. I mean, local shops and restaurants and, you know, all those guys. Were they, I mean, they took a hit, obviously, Mm -hmm. but did a lot of them go out? I don't remember a lot of them going out of business because of it. No, not like COVID. COVID definitely shut down businesses where the recession just kind of made it hard. I I mean, real estate really took a, a big hit, but... You know what bailed out a lot of economies, and especially a lot of the municipals, uh, the cities. Syntax, people yeah. wanted people wanted to booze. They wanted they wanted to drink it up, and that's why. Yep. And then right around that same time is when one of the big chain liquor stores came into my area, mm-hmm. and we got a letter from our city saying, "Hey, by the way, we saw that there is a there's a new liquor store in town, and they just happen to be on the border of where we live. Now, Ooh. if you want to save." A few extra dollars. Feel free to go ahead and uh, shop at that big box liquor store. But don't forget, if you don't shop at the municipals, then your taxes might actually go up because you're taking money away from the city. <laughs> so I, I wrote the city back and said, Love all it. right, how about this? How about I promise to always shop at your municipals? But if I can prove that I made a huge mistake off of the booze you sold me, <laughs> then I get no fine. I get Ooh. no repercussions. And they went, doesn't work that way. I said, then I'll save $3 on a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Rudy, man of the people. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. exactly right. That's exactly right. Man of the people all the way. There's no question about it. So uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to depress people by talking too much about this, but it does seem like it's, uh, they're talking about raising rates again today, aren't they? Uh, rates uh, on uh, you mean like a uh, like interest rates? Interest rates, yeah. Yes, interest rates. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they're, they're always talking about, talking about yeah. raising the rates. Yeah, rates. that's true. That is true. But you know, again, uh, great line, Peter Falk. What's it going to be like when a six pack of Budweiser is twelve hundred dollars? We just talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like I, I don't know. I, I wish I could remember getting through that two thousand eight thing much better than I remember. We got through it, thank God. But I wish I could remember more about how we did that. Uh, you we, remember how you got through it? We did it just like COVID. You just put your nose down and you grin and bear it yeah. and it sucks yep. and you grab onto the handles and then eventually you get on the other side and go, all right, that wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. It sucks at the time, but eventually yeah, it gets it better. Does. No doubt about that. So we'll uh, we'll keep moving. I'm telling you, the, the one thing that I'm uh, very concerned about, there are, there are a number of businesses that you and I are involved in and we've got to be very, very lucky that we're working uh, – uh, the Hubbard Corporation, because the family has done very well, and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of debt out there right now on almost every major business. What is going to happen to them? Where, where's all that debt going to go? I don't know. I just 
plan on passing it down to my daughter. I'm like, I'm sorry, kiddo. When I go, it's all yours. You, you know, you get the house, but you also get the mortgage. So right. good luck with all that. Generational wealth and then generational debt. That's yep. Generational debt. That's, that's, that's perfect. Perfectly. No, but I mean, uh, you know, when I did leave the queue back and then I talked to people, this was out of town. It wasn't in town. Um, but I mean, a lot of the radio stations around the country are owned by the same companies anyway. Uh, it's just the way it is. But um, I, I do remember talking to a, a person about coming to work for them and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. And they said, well, you know, we can't really pay you as much as you were making. And I said, no, well, I'm not worried about that, whatever. Uh, and then I found out why they couldn't pay me what I was making, because the company is $15 billion in debt. Mm -hmm. That was always hilarious to me, though, because they'd be like, I'd be like, hey, I need this, let's say, a $10,000 uh, raise. And let's, mm -hmm. let's say I make, let's say, let's say, in theory, I was making thirty five dollars and I wanted to get to $40,000. let us say, in theory. And they were like, mm -hmm. yes. Brittany, we are in $40 million debt. And I always go, then what are billion dollars debt or something? You go, then what's, what's the difference? Right, yeah. then what's an extra $10,000? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, right. take a little shovel, dig a little, little extra dirt. <laughs> It made no difference to me. No. Like I was like always like you're using that as a, um, a you know negotiation, and I'm like Uno reverse, bitch. And, like right. And also how <laughs> how okay. like how do you get into that amount of debt? Like I like Man. obviously in radio, like in or any industry, like where there's a lot of technology involved. Like yes, everything's super oh, expensive. It's so wild. But at some point, somebody's got to be like, maybe this isn't working. Maybe we don't buy that many post-its. Right. Yeah. Like. I think it's the pen budget. I think yep. that that's what took a big hit in my last place I worked. All of a sudden, we're like writing with our own blood because there's just no pens. They're like, well, that's where we're going to take the cut. And then they'll still send you on like trips to. <laughs> man. All I have to say is, man. Uh, I got to read this because these are. I'm, well, I'm actually the three of you are going to have to answer all these uh, all these questions. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've probably been to someone's house and been shocked that they do refrigerate something you don't, or they keep something in the pantry that you refrigerate. Not everything is up for debate. You can't keep hamburger meat in the cupboard. No, I wouldn't do that if I were you. i got to be honest with you. Same. Mm -hmm. But there are differing opinions on a lot of things. A poll asked people how they stored various items, and here are the results. So be honest about this. Okay. Oh, I'm ready to fight. I, me too. I actually, my heart rate went up. <laughs> I'm ready There's to one fight. on my list that I yep. will verbally attack everyone. There are a lot of them, actually. And the first one, I, I couldn't tell. I can't give you my opinion because I don't like it. I don't ever eat it. And I, it, so there are things on this list that I just don't eat, so you'd have to make up for me. The number one thing they list is a poll asked people how they store various things. Here are the results. 98% uh, say mayonnaise belongs in the fridge. 2% say it's fine in the pantry. It's never Absolutely fine not. in the pantry. It, it, it has to go in the fridge. Yeah. That is gross. It's made with egg. Yeah. Right. You, yeah, we wouldn't we, we would put a raw egg in the pantry, would we? No. Oh, Jesus. No. But people do sometimes store, if they do, like, chicken eggs, I think they can sit out, right? Yeah, I imagine, out of the, but out of the shell. Just, yeah. like, sitting, right. just, like, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't like, crack an egg and just... No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yep, like, I'm back on the argument. Yeah, yep. yeah not like Rocky <laughs> Balboa's just okay. putting one in a cup and chugging I'm it back down. On yeah. team, I mean, I'm always team fridge with mayo. <laughs> okay, I'll ask a question that I always ask. What? How does anyone like mayonnaise? It's like putting a Shut cup up. of grease in your Stop. mouth. Stop. You're attacking Ugh. the love of my life. Yeah. I mayonnaise? I, I don't know how serial killers use just Miracle Whip. Gross. Give me straight up mayo. I every love time. mayo. Yeah. It depends on what it's on. And, like, 
You can have a, a little bit is fine, a but is, a ton yes. is no, 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 Yes, no, no, no. But like, well, have you ever had a sandwich? I know, Tom, you will not relate to this. This is our biggest argument we've had in our whole lives is like, you hate mayo. But like, have you ever had a sandwich, Tevin and Rudy, and you go, and it doesn't have any mayo. It's like an amazing turkey mm-hmm. sandwich. And you just go, I just wish this had just a right. teeny bit of mayo. Because the bread makes it dry. dry. Yes. And, oh. And I had actually this argument with some friends this weekend because one of my friends made an egg sandwich and he put mayo on the sandwich and they were like, mayo does not go on egg sandwiches. What? Do you put mayo on egg of sandwiches? Of course. Really? Oh, no, no, not at all. It's all butter. No, it's butter. It, it's it's toasted toast or toasted bread and yep. then egg with butter. Yeah, no, mayo? Oh, I think mayo is an acceptable I think you're birthday boy. Thank you. Ooh, wait, oh, wait a minute. I just thought about this egg salad. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. Oh, That's what right. I'm saying. So it's the same concept. Uh, no, I'm sticking with my butter. You, go, I think you go butter. Okay, yeah. well, you're hmm. missing out. Okay. <laughs> You're missing out. Now, look, I will, I mean, if I get served a BLT in a restaurant, they're going to put a little mayonnaise on there, even mm-hmm. if you ask them not to. If there's a little bit, I don't care. It's when it gets about an inch thick. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Too much. yes, yeah. A little goes way a long way. Much. Eggs, 90%. Oh, this I couldn't agree, disagree with more. Eggs, 90% say they belong in the fridge. 10% say just leave them in the pantry. You don't want to do that, do you? No. no. I always go fridge, but I'd, that's one that it probably isn't, terrible to leave them out yeah it feels like once things get refrigerated i can't go back in time so like if i'm buying it in the fridge section like i can't reverse that world and put it in my pantry no i mean it it used to be up a chicken's ass and now it is in your kitchen (laughs) so if you think about it like yeah because like the fridge is where you want that yeah up north they give us eggs out when we go visit our family gives us eggs all the time and those aren't refrigerated and that feels fine but even then i still automatically put in the fridge yeah that's the other thing too if the egg was laid like on somebody's local farm and then they hand it to you it feels like better to leave it out, I feel like, because it just feels Isn't right. It? Why? I don't know. I'm with you. I love how they just hand you one egg. Right. Here you go. Like my mom has chickens and yeah. like whatever uses the eggs. Yeah. And I'm like, I would leave those out, I feel like, because it's know. just different. Same. I don't know why. Same. All right, because it says here... Uh, It's common in Europe and other countries uh, for eggs to be left unrefrigerated, but those countries vaccinate their chickens against salmonella. Mm. So that's the important part. Since American chickens are not vaccinated, the eggs need to be scrubbed clean in a machine, and they lose their natural coating, so you have to keep them in the refrigerator. Okay. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't want to be the guy who poo-poos everything, but hey, European chickens, after that vaccination, they all are now autistic. So oh, there is that. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, that's why our chickens are the best. We have the best chickens. Yep. Yeah, they get I that double Moderna jab. <laughs> used to know how to read a jab. There you go. <laughs> um, pesto, 90% say it belongs in the fridge, 10% say the pantry's fine. Yeah, a pesto, I wouldn't care about either one, whatever. once you break the seal, that goes in the fridge for me. Yeah. But otherwise, okay, yeah. 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 Pickles, 89% fridge, 11% pantry. Fridge. I go pantry. <gasps> oh, yeah. see, there you Not go. Not a pickle fan, but I would say fridge. Is it all pickles? You don't like any pickles? No. Hmm. I, I don't know why. I'm just not a fan. I understand. It does happen. No question. They are very salty. They used to be. They're not as salty as they used to be. Mm-hmm. But my God, a jar of pickles back in the day that salted the piss out of those things, man. Ketchup. Fridge. Yeah, fridge. Once, once the seal's broken. Okay, oh, so fridge, however, <gasps> like most restaurants you go to, yeah, just leave it out on the table yeah. or like yeah, they do. On the, in a yep. pantry. So I would that one either way doesn't really matter. But I like cold ketchup versus warm ketchup. Yes, and you're right. There is 
it sits out there. So, but I still I go out to go fridge. All right. How about finally we'll go with peanut butter. This Pantry. is okay. No. This is where I have a big problem with. This is my number one thing. I don't. <laughs> number one? Yes. Uh, out of all things. was your number one. No, 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 no. I would say, because I, I, I would, there's more often you go to somebody's house, and if you have natural peanut butter, that's got to go in the fridge. Yeah. It's oh, just, sure. But if you have Skippy, like my husband loves Skippy mm-hmm. because I he is a child. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, first, there's nothing wrong with a good a, Skippy crunchy peanut butter. It's, oh, crunchy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like 90% sugar, but whatever. Yeah. You it's fine but like shut up (laughs) (laughs) but like natural peanut butter that's I don't know it's just gotta go in the fridge I yeah yeah I agree I disagree get out yeah fine it's your birthday (laughs) now I have a question peanut butter and jelly I always go with the Concord grape jelly always disgusting yep disgusting gross no Disgusting. way. Disgusting. Tom, it's awful. You Listen, stra- we all know strawberry is the best right behind mixed jelly. Mixed berry, it's the best. I, I, the grape jelly, it's gelatinous. It feel like it's for children. I don't know what it is. I can't. I, I've, I've gotten. I've had an argument with girlfriends in the grocery store about grape jelly, and finally, I just said, "I know I'm cheap, but they're two fifty a piece. Can we just buy one of each and stop arguing with one another?" I can't do the grape jelly. Well, it all depends. If you're talking jam, jelly, or whatever it is, because I understand the grape jelly that just really gelatinous stuff, I don't like that either. Yeah. But the actual you know, grape, whatever the hell it's called, I, I love I love that stuff. It's one peanut butter and jelly, man. Oh, it's so to this good. Day. Love yeah, it. The straight up Welch's grape. I'm like, listen, I just want, uh, what's his name from NBC to wish some, so-and-so a, a happy 100th birthday when it comes to Welch's grape jelly. Other what, than that, I don't, want it on my, I don't want it on my, my sandwich. I can't remember that guy's name. It's Because it was always brought to you by Welch's. Welch's yep. grape jelly brings you happy 100th birthday to so-and-so out of Canton, Ohio. God damn it. What the hell was that guy's name? Uh, round head. Yes, round head. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you what. The tiebreaker's coming up right after this. We'll go to a quick break. Come right back uh, with sports with Score North. Judd Zolgad, he'll get the, he'll get the deciding vote on Concord Grape Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yup, you guessed it, drives a Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and around Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships, score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to Walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1000 finance on approved credit. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. The prices on all these highly rated tequilas are amazing. Total Wine must have made a mistake. Nope, they always have the best deals in town. Remember that amazing reposado your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. 
I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B21. It's almost Easter, so I hopped on over to Kohl's to shop their friends and family sale. With the extra 20% off, I was able to get my entire family outfits that are not only perfect for our Easter celebrations, but their looks will wear all spring long and beyond. And that's why I love Kohl's. I can always count on them to have everyday styles and everyday savings. Select styles. Offer ends March 26th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Liar. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. What do you think? Felt right. <laughs> lies, all lies. Is Judd ready to go? He is. Ladies and gentlemen, right scorers, Judd Goldzad. Okay, so you get to be the tiebreaker. Peanut butter right. and jelly sandwich. Do you go with the Concord grape? What do you go with for the peanut butter and jelly? Um, I am not a grape jelly fan. Wow. It's the right oh, answer, my friend. It's the right answer. <laughs> wow. I'm not a grape. I'm not. I, I'm more of a what is you know raspberry something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my problem. I haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich since grade school because, and this is going to be really, really weird, and I get it. But when I was a kid, um, we had, as lots of folks do, uh, some mice in our house, and my mm-hmm. mom would put the traps out with. Peanut butter, oh. and as little Judd, when I saw a when I saw a rodent's head snapped in peanut butter, my relationship <laughs> with peanut butter has never been the same. That is very true. Like it's that's terrible. Completely impacted me, and if and if I had been like twenty or eighteen, I don't think I would have cared. But you know how some things, when you're a kid, leave an indelible mark. Yes. Oh yes. Oh that's yeah. That's one of them. I understand, man. I, yeah, watching some mouse head puking up peanut butter would not be friendly for my <laughs> peanut butter eating from that Thank point Thank you on. for understanding. Oh, God, yes. There's no question about that. Uh, do you have to be out by 35? I want to make, make sure. Uh, just after, actually. So 38 or so is fine. Okay, I just want to make sure because I... I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Well, we got to keep everybody on task. Everything will be good. I like that a lot. So, uh, I wa- you know what? It's interesting because I watched the Twins game yesterday and, and I had to leave after the sixth or seventh inning. I can't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. But I was watching them on TV and they were up, I believe, at the time, like five to two or something like that. Did they end up winning that game yesterday? Does anybody know? Because I can't find the game, the score of the game. They did, yes. They did? Yes. Okay, good. They did win. I tell you what, Byron Buxton comes in. First thing he does is jack one, man. That's. He's going to be the DH this year, correct? That's how he's going to start. And that's the question. And, yes, I I think what you just said is probably more right than not. I think he's going to uh, beat the DH for a very, assuming he can play and stays healthy, a very large portion of the season. I think you're right. I Yep, I think he gets hurt all the time. He is a hell of an outfielder. You can't take that away from him. Mm-hmm. But he gets hurt running around that outfield a lot. He really does. And the guy that they finally signed. So, like, I've been urging them for years. I've said, sign a center fielder who can really play there. Like, don't sign yep. a backup guy. that. And, and they finally got the, the clue and signed a guy. He doesn't have a great bat, but he is really good in – 
center field by the name of Michael A. Taylor, who was with the Washington yeah. Ball Club and then Kansas yep. City. He's going to play, I think, a majority of the games out there, but at least he's really good out there. So they finally mm-hmm. got their act together. You know, the biggest problem, what was so frustrating last year, is they didn't have insurance pieces. So, like, oh, Buxton sure. got hurt, you know, and Buxton gets hurt, and he gets hurt all the time, like you just said, Tom. And it's yep. like, okay, who, who's out there? Gilberto Celestino, who they hoped could play, and, you know, wasn't th- that good. So it feels like this winter, for the first time, they finally basically said, you know what, we had a lot of guys hurt. We'll fire the trainer because hopefully th- that helps too, but more importantly, we'll get backups <laughs> who can really play the positions. That's a great call. You know, one thing I did uh, notice watching the game yesterday, I can't remember, it was a highlight from another game. It wasn't from the Twins game. But uh, there's a center fielder. God, I, I wish I could remember who it was, but I don't remember. There was a center fielder. How this man caught this ball, I will never understand. It looked like it was way out of his reach. He's running full speed. All of a sudden, he leaps through the air like Superman and catches the ball in the, just the webbing of his glove. I mean, the very, very... If it had been one more inch away from him, he would have never caught it. But I looked at that and went, see, that's why I love baseball. I could never do what he just did. And I really admire that. I, don't you see some things from athletes? You go, I could never do that. Man, it's fun to watch people like that, don't you think? Absolutely. And the guys that I like the, the most, and this is the rare breed, but the guys who make it look effortless... Yeah. Crew did, you know? Yep. Crew would get a base hit, and you'd be like, well, that didn't look that hard. And then you realize how hard it was. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing. Now, now, but that is, to, to go back to our conversation from a couple of days ago, that's my favorite thing about the old school twins because you and I both know that the catch that you saw, Dan Ford or Hoskin Powell, never could have made. So oh, God. That's what, that was a so, you know, so much fun about the Met Stadium collection was like they played like we are closer to how we might have. You know what we called Hoskin Powell back in the day? What? The whirling dervish. <laughs> Remember how he used to spin around going after fly balls? It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> the whirling dervish, baby. <laughs> oh, God, that was a fun ball club. And and you oh, had yeah. Uh, yeah. Bombo Rivera, Willie Norwood. Do you remember, I think it was opening day 79. It was a gorgeous day at the Met. It was like 80 degrees. It was a perfect day. And somebody hit a ball to, to just a, essentially a, a line drive single to center. And Willie Norwood, you would have thought it was a grenade. It went right by him all the way to the wall. <laughs> it was the damnedest thing. God, was he bad out in center field. Oh, God. Willie Norwood. Uh, yeah, that was that was something to watch. I'll tell you, those some some of the players on this team over the years have been very very interesting. But that's another thing, by the way. If you've never been to a baseball game, you have to go because as a magnificent as it is on TV in person, it's even better. Those catches when they make those catches and you're there in person to see it, amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, and and the experience now too. And I, I know that since they've gone to Target Field, the Twins have been bad. Uh, quite a bit of the time, but you know the experience and and people who are coming up in this state as baseball fans now are so fortunate, in my opinion, to get to go outside to a ballpark that's absolutely gorgeous. You know, the Twins moved into the dome, Tom, when I was twelve, and they moved out when I was forty. So let me just say, mm-hmm. some prime baseball drinking years were lost <laughs> to indoor baseball. 
I know. I know, I'll tell you. That was, what, 1982 when that stadium opened? Yep, I was, was 12. Right? I was 12, yeah, and I loved the Met. And I know it was sort of a dump, but it was outside, and it was fun, and it was great. And, uh, yeah, in, indoor baseball in your 20s as your home stadium, not recommended. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Plus, that stadium was never nice. That stadium was a dump from the day it opened. What did they yes. spend, like $55 to build it? It was, God, they cut every corner they possibly could. Yeah, that's yeah. very, very true. It was a dump. It saw some great yep. games and great events. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, you know, I find it, it it's funny now because there's a certain age group that is um, that is definitely younger than me who, like, laments the dome being gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Say, why do you lament? It was. It was a complete dump. And it might be the last stadium in history to come in under budget. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you're right. It wasn't it like $55 million, I think, wasn't it? Yes, I think you're right. But they were God. very proud of that. Like, why are you proud that you cut corners? <laughs> exactly. But they did win two World Series in that building. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. It saw some I mean, great I'll... games. There, there is no debate yep. about the amount of great events that place saw. Oh God, yes, you're absolutely right about that. It's, uh, yeah, I went to a couple of concerts there. Didn't really like it as a concert venue. It was okay. It wasn't horrible, but uh, yeah. didn't really care for it. Is the new one a good concert venue? I have, I have not, not been, to, been a concert. to one. Anybody? Um, I've not been to one either. Have not. No. Um, I so. I went to one uh, a while ago, and it was a concert. It was Taylor Swift, and so it was worth. It was the kind of concert that could be in a big venue. Don't laugh at me, uh, Kevin. Taylor Swift. Don't even get Did me you started. Feel 22 when you were listening to the to the concert. I can't with you. Don't quote Taylor Swift and just. I can't. I goodbye. I'm going home. A Swifty, huh? Through and through, <laughs> you got Judd. a Swifty, Tom. You got a Swifty. Through and through. That's all I need is a Swifty. <laughs> well, that could be taken several one. ways, couldn't it? Let's move on. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncensored, Tom. You're fine. That's true. It's un- That's right. I forgot the billboard. Your billboards. Every billboard I see, it says uncensored. I would expect that <laughs> comment now. Okay. Well, then we'll just we'll clear the table. But uh, it's a very exciting time of the year for me. There's no question about that. The Twins are coming up. Uh, also, I love the St. Saint Paul Saints going over there. I, I really do like going over to that stadium. I like supporting St. Paul and Minneapolis, so that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... God, it's my favorite time of the year coming up, right around the corner. Was it uh, March 30th? Is the first a week from tomorrow? Is the first game, right? Yes, in KC. I think they go in Kansas City, in Miami, and then here. I want to say it's the uh, Thursday, the fifth or sixth, against Houston, yeah. which which now will will at least be without uh, Jose Altuve, who got his what hand broken in the World Baseball Classic. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Got hit by a pitch. Unbelievable. Um, I am. I got to be honest with you. I know I sound like a child and all the rest of it, a little, you know, nine-year-old boy that I was the first time I ever went through a Twins game. But this is a very exciting time of the year for me because spring is coming. Behind that is summer. And along with spring coming and summer is my Minnesota Twins, man. Been a huge fan from day one. Love them. Absolutely. And that does not sound dumb. That sounds very, look, you are working with a Swifty. My man, how can, you, how, how can being right. a guy with childlike excitement for baseball be considered dumb, huh? Huh? You're Everyone's right, got their own thing. We all have our own things, and there's no shaming in this podcast. Right. Oh, my God. She went off the deep end there. Thank you. 
I have a question for you. And, and I know I sound like a complete dimwit. I cannot name one song that Taylor Swift ever sang. But I suppose I'm not her target, though. So that makes sense, doesn't it? I bet you, you if you really tapped into it, like Shake It Off, I'm sure yeah. you know that song. Yeah, there's a lot that if you heard them, you'd be like, okay, I've heard this oh, song Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Cardigan, Hello, is that... I have no. I have no idea. You've already listed the two previous. Songs well, you said twenty-two, so don't right. act. You were the one who just quoted. Twenty-two and shake it off. Like yeah. that's it. Cardigan. I don't know. You're wasting your breath on these two, Brittany. Come on, you and yeah, I both. You and know. I are Swifties. Rudy yeah. is also. I didn't want to call him out, but Rudy is also a Swiftie. Really? I got a question. Yeah. Why does she release her her tracks? I guess now, at like midnight on random days. Because we live for it. Because I will oh, wake up God. going. Is today, did I wake up to another, like, during the pandemic, Judd, she was the only exciting thing I had going on. I feel I, bad for your thank pandemic. You, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. To wake yeah. up in the morning to your artist dropping a whole album, you'll never know what that feels like, Judd. And I feel sorry for you. <laughs> the Beatles. Beatles for sale coming out at 1.30 a.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> and then also she had an album that was called Midnights. So... I. I saw I saw this. I have no idea what the the songs are, but if you're on Twitter or TikTok, like it is not hard to to deduct her popularity. Thank you. Well, she is huge. Yeah. Well, didn't her last like tour sell out in like 30 seconds? Yes. It yeah, was it, it was yeah. the hardest thing I've ever had to do was trying to get tickets for this for <laughs> this summer. And now avoiding her concert because everyone's doing live videos and, and you know, yep. I'm avoiding them because I don't want to watch a whole concert on my phone that I'm paid a bunch of money to see in June. So How much were your tickets? I, I, but here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> Come on. No. Oh. Here's the right. thing. Let's hear it. Come on. Listen. Oh. Okay. First uh-uh. off. Okay. Here's the thing. I have no shame. Whatever. Uh, there was an extra $50 added because of Ticketmaster. So right. um, my budget, I said I would pay up to 300 and we ended up doing 350 because I did not include that in. So 350 and I don't Are, care. are you on the stage? <laughs> are we part of the yeah. concert? Are you sitting on the stage, I like mean, going to get her guitars Jesus. or something, I hope? Uh, you guys, I don't need this from you. Not you guys. I don't want to. What's the most expensive sport ticket you ever bought, Judd? Sport ticket. That's what I said. <laughs> that's the that's the important thing about being in the media. Yeah, right? he hasn't been a long either. time since I bought a sport ticket. Mm, yeah, well, huh? you see, unfortunately, music critic. Wait, wait. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. You work with Tom Bernard. Now, yes. I, I don't want to toot Tom's horn, but he's one of the more influential people in this town in a lot of Ooh. places, and Tom's you didn't. Rude. Say to Tom, can you help me get the Taylor Swift tickets and I will then pay you? I have formally never asked Tom for like a big favor and I'm saving it. Yeah. Oh, great. That's yeah. perfect. So don't worry about that, Tom. I have a, I have a bit, my eye on that Mustang of yours. Yeah. Um, but oh, I'm like God. waiting for the right moment to, to ask for my big favor. Yeah, I just go around town and be like, do you know what show that I go on once a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better be careful with that. Give man. me some stuff. For yeah, free. I can backfire real quick. You by have the way, Tom make the call, oh, yeah. Tevin. You don't go around and drop that. You have him make the call and say, "Hey," because he's got friends. You see, that's the thing. Well connected, influential. I'm just saying for Taylor Swift, it could have probably saved you some heartache. I mean, there you go. 
I, uh, you're right. I, I, I should have used Sorry, the Tom I card, but you here. Uh, maybe next, <laughs> maybe next tour. There you go. I know Judd's got to go, so let me say this. I don't know anything about Taylor Swift because I know lots about Aretha Franklin and Anita Baker. Yeah. No two, no woman could ever sing as well as those two. It's just not possible. My God, what the great singers they are. Judd, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you tomorrow, right, Pally? Uh, no, it's Phil in tomorrow because I was in on Monday, so you will oh, talk to me right. again on uh, Tuesday. So Tuesday I will talk to you. So Phil tomorrow, and I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Always yes. great having you on. Thanks for filling in. I really appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks a lot. See you, bud. Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen. Score North. We'll uh, take a break. Be right back. Some random facts for your Wednesday. There's a couple of really good ones in here. Huh. Uh, I'm going to see if you guys, the three of you can pass the test. We actually got, we got about seven minutes if you want to do them now. It's only 938. Yeah, we, that's true. We yeah. don't have to go to break here. That's sure. true. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. Uh, as a matter of fact, you're right. It's probably better to, to, to do the break at 45 because it'll make that last segment much nicer. Sure. It would have been way too long. I'd have been worn out had I done that, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Here are some random facts for your Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. I love this. I did not know this. Tell me if you knew this, because I did not. Dog the Bounty Hunter met his late wife, Beth Chapman, in 1986 when he posted her bond after she shoplifted a lemon. <gasps> what? She shoplifted a lemon. That's how he met his wife. That's crazy. I didn't know that he, she, he hunted her, and then he hunted her. <laughs> he did. You're also, she got... Right. She shoplifted a lemon and got thrown in jail or had to be hunted down by a, <laughs> a bounty yeah. hunter. By a bounty hunter. Also, yeah, I'm almost so embarrassed. I could steal a lemon and right. not get caught. No. Yeah. I feel like this story, there's got to be something else to it. Like she was smuggling meth up her cooch or something. There's got to be something sure. going on there that yeah. you just don't go, you don't have in the clink because you steal a lemon. That coochie meth will get well, you every time. Geez. Depends on where Safe they are, though, because yeah. some states put up with Zero shoplifting. Oh, yeah, but this is in Singapore. I mean, it's uh, it's the United States. Like, I get it. You get a fine or maybe whatever, but it feels a lot to be, unless there was priors. That I could see. Yeah, because right, maybe she had right. priors or she had a couple warrants out for arrest. But then it goes back to, well, she just got sh- busted stealing a lemon, and that's what they say. But, oh, they actually met a car. It's a really crappy car. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, too. Shoplifted a piece of shit 1987 Toyota Corolla. No, no turn. <laughs> I'm laughing. I just like <laughs> I knew what? I knew it was a dad joke that we both were doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I work at a Toyota dealership, so I'm not legally allowed to. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you, said, you might not want to do that. No, yeah. might be listening. <laughs> legally. All right. Um, I'm gonna jump around here because some of these are really, really good. Okay. Um, champagne corks kill 24 people a year, meaning <gasps> they cause more deaths than sharks. Well, how many sharks? Oh my what a god! Weird I believe I didn't know. that twenty-four people a year. You I believe really? that because you see people like making videos of stupid ways they open champagne bottles. Like you'll see oh, them put the yeah. cork in their mouth and try and pull it out with their teeth or use a sword to do it. And... You worked at a popular restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, did was was that something you guys were taught? Were how to open champagne bottles? Or... Uh, I mean, not really. Like it more so just don't be a dumbass. Okay. Like, I don't know. There's not really. It's not hard to do. It's not. Okay. No. I've never done it. I like it. Works for me. You shoot it. All right. Them. So um, we're going to find out from the three of you if you know what, what the deal is. What were Q-tips originally called before they were called Q-tips? Ear cleaners. 
Um, wax sticks. That'd be a good name. Uh, wax sticks. Okay. Cuties. Oh, cuties would not uh, have been too bad. Okay, I will tell you what they were called, but you tell me why they were called that. You ready? Mm-hmm. Q-tips were originally called baby gays. Baby gays. Uh, yep. Because they came <laughs> with, because they came with uh, Speedo and a disco ball. Baby That's exactly gays. the reason. How did you know that? Perfect. Because back then, gay just meant to be happy. Oh. Happy baby is all all they meant by that. Mm. But now you look at it, you know, baby gys. You're going to buy it. I don't know, whatever. It's just usage of a word. Not yeah. a big deal, right? I was whatever. thinking it was like for eyes, like baby's vision, yeah. like clean their eyes when you said that. I was thinking gays, like G-A-Z-E. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. No, it's G-A-Y-S. Okay. Absolutely. But a happy baby. Um I got to save this. I'm sorry. There's only two more, and the last one is hilarious. Uh, When The Shining first came out in 1980, it got mixed reviews, no Oscar nominations, and two nominations at the first Razzie Awards. People hated that movie. Why? I thought it was pretty good. I think it was great. It's slow. I mean, it's very slow. I mean, the scary parts are very scary, but like, if you sit down and watch that movie, you're like, there's a long period of you're like, oh, God, now... You know it's a bad sign when you're like, will you just kill some of these kids, please? (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. This next one, I'm going to use this on Catherine because she's not listening to the show right now. I know that. Well, she might be because she's out walking the dog, so maybe she is listening. But, um, Brittany, the the weight of this one is on you. Okay. Okay, you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. There's a word for putting makeup on your face, and what is that word? Application? You're not going to like this word. I can promise you that. Okay, the two fellas. Or uh, actually, uh, he's gone. So, no, there's two fellas still. Yeah. Yeah. We, got Tev, we got Tevin and Rudy. There's a word for putting makeup on your face. What is that word? Do you know? I did not. I've never heard this before. Making your husband late. Yep, I was no. going to say misdirection. Misdirection, that's not it. Uh, this is a word that sounds one way, but it's actually spelled with a D, not a T. Okay, it's a D. Remember that? Uh-huh. There's a word for putting makeup on your face, and that word is farting. F-A-R-D-I-N-G, farting. Okay. Oh. Did you know that? I had no idea. I have to go no. home and fart? <laughs> yeah, I have to go home and fart. Why, why were you never... late to dinner? Wow, he's he's one was farting. He's totally one. Yeah, totally one thousand percent right. Merriam-Webster. If you look it up, the far definition is a transitive verb to paint the face with cosmetics. No, that's, that's we cannot live our lives farting. like this. No, absolutely. Right, we Miriam is wrong. Webster, you're an idiot. Like there, there, you cannot. Honey, I'll be out. I'm just farting. <laughs> It's Actually, Catherine said that to me, only she meant the T word. Yeah, right? <laughs> there you go. I mean, you know, yeah. I love this. What's she doing? Oh, she's in there farting. I mean, seriously, I've never heard that before. Have you ever heard that? Never. No. But I guess it's a real thing. Well, you just looked it up, Rudy, so you know that it's real. Uh, I will never call it anything else but from now on. From now on. God, I hope she's farting in there because she didn't look that great last time I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> she looked We're a bit, using this all the time. All the time, green you? around the gills. 
God, I just love the, that. See, that's the one thing about doing a morning show is you look at all the things we learned this morning. Baby gays. Uh, the, the, the Shining was hated when it first came out. We learned how to fard. And that Rudy can't spell. Diarrhea's got an H. Who the hell knew <laughs> diarrhea had an H? No, I think you put an H in there somewhere. There's, wait, there's no H in diarrhea? No, there's there is. There's I'm there saying is. I think you put it right at the beginning. Uh, I did, yeah. Like a DH. DH. Yeah, you said yeah. DH. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, I have to fart, so we got to move on. You're going to look Thank you very much, so man. good. With that farting I'm doing on mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does it have to be your face and it's farting? Farting on your face. I mean, that's nasty. <laughs> Isn't it? It's so bad. Farting on your face. Well, yeah, you're putting on makeup on your face, you're farting, you're farting on your face. What the hell? People pay big money for right. that. Yeah, well, that's true. There's a niche for everything. There's a, there's <laughs> yes, people. I suppose that's true. All right, we do have to take a, take a break, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. A lot more news coming up right after this. Tom Bernard Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced, professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? At the new Tom Bernard Morning Show, we're pretty low-key. We talk in regular voices. Well, except for Tom's, which is all like, You're a disaster. But we don't get all hypey and stuff. However, we are doing a contest called Pick Your Prize. You could win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat. $10,000 worth of machines. It's pretty hard not to get excited about $10,000 worth of lawn machines, including a zero-turn mower, a walk-behind mower, snowblower, string trimmer, leaf blower, chainsaw, and more. Or a $10,000 Cub Foods gift card. And all you have to do is register on the Tom Bernard Show app, which you already have, right? Well, if not, download it. No big deal. Then register. Every time you open the app between now and March 31st, you'll be entered in the $10,000 Pick Your Prize contest. That's it. Download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and it's in your app store. Win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat, a $10,000 cup gift card, and so much more. See it all on the Tom Bernard Show app. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp. Plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. 
Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of news and information. Rudy, you're going to love this. Your boy, Dana Carvey, made a statement uh, this morning. Did you see that? I haven't, no. Dana Carvey says Wayne's World 3 is on the horizon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. I saw they posted something the other day of oh, him okay. and Mike Myers in the basement dressed as both Wayne and Garth. And I thought yep. they were just going to do like another avocado commercial or something they did for the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but I didn't realize that they were doing Wayne's World 3. That's great. I think there needs to be a nostalgia movie. Wayne's World 2 kind of sucked. It wasn't great. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, uh, the it first one is iconic, so I'm glad that they're doing a third one. I did like the first one, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I did see... I don't even think I saw the second one because I heard it was not very good. No, uh, Chris Farley was in it. They had some great moments oh, where, like, Aerosmith okay. was on at the end, and they, they had the thing where they were doing Wayne stock, and they had the Indian out in the desert with uh, Jim Morrison, and that was all cool, but it just... You know how there's just certain movies like... like I, I know everybody loves Goonies, but... Goonies is great in chunks, but if you put it all together, the sum of its parts do not equal a great whole. And I felt that way about Wayne's World too. Yeah, that's what I understand. Uh, well, so, you know, they stole a line from from Britney here. Uh, Wayne's World Three sounds like it might actually happen. In an interview with People Magazine, Dana Carvey said it's on the horizon. He also said, "quote Maybe we'll do it in puppets. I'm not sure. I'm always game." Uh, <laughs> And then it says here, I love Tom Bernard. He's just a brilliant guy. And Br- Brittany, I, I, you're the one who says that all the time. So how did they steal it? From I, don't, they, I think they've been following me around. I mean, I say it a lot, so I can't really pinpoint where they got the quote down from. Sure. But I'm, I'm daily. I say that daily in public. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you read the rest of that article, if you go down to the bottom, they qu- uh, quoted her again. You're fucking 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 after there's a quote for you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm leaving. Actually, uh, he, Dana Carvey said, I'm always game. I love Michael Myers. He's just a brilliant guy. He didn't mention what the deal was with the photo he shared last month, the one where he's dressed as Garth painting a portrait of Mike as Wayne. Uh, yeah, I'll go see that. I didn't see number two because I heard it was not very good. But if, if the early word is that it's okay or good, I'll go see it. But I just, I don't know. The, that kind of movie could either be really good or really suck. You know that's true. I That's the kind of movie that it would never get me to go to a theater, but I would watch it streaming. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Like It's not like one of those ones where you go, oh, I need to see it on the big screen for whatever. It's like, I bet you there's some funny jokes in there that I would like to watch at my house. Okay, we're going to have to do something about Tevin, even though it's the day after. And by the way, I looked at it. They still insist that your birthday's today, Tevin. Well, it's really just a whole week-long event oh, it is. is okay. what I like to yeah, consider it. So, I don't Okay, I want, your, I want your take on this. There's a new movie out called Pound Cake. You heard anything about Pound Cake? I have not. Okay, well, you get to be the judge if this is a good idea or not. Okay, matter of fact, all three of you can vote, but uh, because of the subject matter... Tevin's vote counts for two. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, so you ready? A new movie called Pound Cake has an interesting premise. It's a slap... This is not... I'm not making this up, by the way. This is a true story. Uh, A new movie called Pound Cake has an interesting premise. It's a slasher movie where the victims are all straight white men. Mm. 
Jesus. <laughs> Def- when is this one released? He's Can I buy tickets? Uh, I'm camping out outside of the theater. He's <laughs> smiling so big. Well, maybe it is my birthday. Maybe it is my birthday still today. Dead no. straight white men. <laughs> now we're talking. Like, oh God. Scrap the move. Like what? Like then why? Just scrap. Uh, maybe the movie. it says in here. Although it is nice to know that no black people will be killed in the movie. What black people have ever been killed in a movie? Oh, what are you talking about? Always killed first, Tom. Hey, this hey, is hey, a hey, tale hey, as hey, old hey. Hey, my demographic, aka sluts, go a lot quicker. Thank you very much. <laughs> sluts, my God. Uh, you can tell from the trailer that it's not exactly a big budget movie and the acting is a little suspect. It appears that the filmmakers are trying to say something. There's discussion among some characters about whether or not the murders are a hoax to gain sympathy for cisgender white men and have people stop seeing them as oppressors. Uh, there are also. So, cisgender is what now? What is that? I think that's the one you're born with? Yeah, cisgender is just you're it's what you are, right? I yeah, so, denoting yeah. or relating mm-hmm. to a person whose gender identity corresponds with the sex registered for them at birth. So cisgender means qu- you all of us are on this right now podcast that I know of are cisgender. Oh, okay. We're cisgender, okay. Yes. But here's the part I love. Uh, and have people stop seeing them as oppressors. Uh you ever met my son Andy? Uh can you imagine Andy Oppressing anyone? Huge oppressor. <laughs> I've been quite oppressed by Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy the oppressor. Andy the oppressor. He's made me depressed because he's told yeah. me that he uh, broke his arm during a soccer game and no one did anything about it. That is such BS. He's been claiming that for you. It never happened. That's not what I hear. That's not what he says either. You're right. He keeps, oh, first of all, it was a broken leg. Oh, yeah, now sorry. Now it's up to a broken arm. No, I think it was leg, yes, yeah. No, it was a broken leg, yeah. He, he claims that literally he, his leg was broken in a soccer game, and his mom and I just made him still stay in there and play. Sounds <laughs> sounds accurate. I don't know why. It Flat works. out BS. Checks out. Never happened. <laughs> Never happened. Okay, so here we go. There are also who, uh, people who find it funny that white guys are being offed. I, 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 once again, do you not understand how stupid that is that you think it's f- I, I just don't understand what what this is we'll pick one group here's what we're going to do in the 15 and 6 well the 16 and 1700s we're going to come down on black people like there's no tomorrow we're going to try to kill them all and destroy them that's going to carry all the way through about 19 uh maybe let's say the year 2000 Okay, why do we always have to have a group of people that need to be killed? Why, why, why do we do that? Right. Anyone understand it? No. And then also, like in the movie, like as I'm watching it, I don't care that it's straight white men being killed. Like no, I've never watched a movie, a horror film in the past, no. and been like, wait, was that guy a straight white man? Was he a gay white man? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I yeah. I didn't watch the Dahmer series. Going, he killed way too many gays. You know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. I, I've never understood that. Why? I Look, you you be who you are. I don't give a rat's ass. Uh, you know, stay away from the kids. That's my only thing, man. Don't even try to tell me that, you know, you stooping the kid is a good thing. Okay, because it's never going to happen. All right? Other than that, why would I care what you do with your bits and pieces? Explain that to me. Yeah, I don't. I actually would rather not hear about it from most people. Yeah. Um, unless you're really attractive, I then I guess I'll listen. It's all true. Uh, you know, uh, people just loved it. Just, oh, we'll put you in a box and all this stuff. And, and I literally, I had a guy one time said, you know, I, you're this and you're that and blah, blah, blah. And I just really don't appreciate that. And I said, I have a question for you. 
If I'm what you say I am, how was it in 1970 that I lived with a black family in Grand Forks, North Dakota? If I was that, what you think I am, that people that judges everybody, why would I have done that? Tevin, do you have an answer? Uh, maybe because you brought in a stray black family in North Dakota and nourish them off the street. I don't know. Like, oh, that's nice. So you're saying basically I forced black people yeah, to move to like, Grand Forks. That's real nice. Sounds like something's lining yeah. up. First the yeah. leg. They had a broken leg yep. that you wouldn't let heal. That you made them play yep. soccer with. Yeah, you're like, you're an athlete. You- <laughs> oh, God, would you leave me alone? I hate all of you. Well, let me just say that. No, I, I, he was actually, Victor was the older brother. His name was Victor and Gail. He and his uh, sister, she was at the University of North Dakota, and he was in the Air Force. Right. And he was a big listener to the show. And one night we just got together after the show and had a little dinner. And he said, hey, man, you know, you know, the town at all. And because, you know, the tone of my voice, he admitted later he thought listening to me that I was black. That's why he invited me to dinner. That makes sense, I suppose, doesn't it? God, that's a hell of a catfish. He thought he was... What the what? Although, have, you guys, have you guys seen the commercial recently that came out about, like, TurboTax? Uh-huh. And they're like, this is Mary, and this is Mary's plumbing business. And it's a black woman who owns a plumbing business named Mary, and she's walking away from her van. I was like, first off, listen, uh, you find me a woman who's a solo business owner in a plumbing business, but let alone a black woman, I will, yeah. I will only get my plumbing done by her if you can <laughs> produce a black woman who owns a plumbing business. Tevin, have you ever heard of such a thing? No. no. When, like, in our, like, uh, as a child, the young black child Plumber is not in our like career trajectory that they give us. No, <laughs> they can't. Do. No, it's what not. you can do. Yeah. It's NBA player number one. Yep. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Rapper and then jail, I think, is what they give us for the options. No plumber. Oh, here I'm glad we you go. said that one, not us. <laughs> I'll finish the story. There's discussion among some characters about whether or not the murders are a hoax to gain sympathy for cisgender white men and have people stop seeing them as oppressors. There are also people who find it funny that white guys are being offed. Then there's a question of whether all white guys are bad. As one character puts it, quote, just because I'm rich and hot and white doesn't mean that I'm some kind of monster. I care about civil rights, women's rights, transgender rights, even, and me too. I care about me too. I stopped watching Louis C.K. because of that. That was hard for me because I love Louis. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> really? Okay, if we acknowledge that this guy is really? the worst, period, yeah. just because I'm young, hot, and sexy, and I really had a big loss when Louis C.K. He's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Have you, I guess I've never known anyone, you know, there are people that lean, obviously, or whatever, but they, there are people that believe that all people of a certain gender and color are bad. How could you be stupid enough to ever believe something like that? Right. And then it's also the same people that get mad at the people that they don't like for saying, like, all yeah. black people are like this or all whatever people are like this, but then they'll yeah, turn around and go, well, all straight white men are the devil. It's like, well, I'm sure you know a few that aren't. It's bizarre. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's hard on the ears when you hear that stuff. Like, I was at a sports bar yeah. downtown watching a game one time, and I don't remember who it was. Somebody from, I think it was the Buffalo Bills, had scored a touchdown. And he was doing a dance in the end zone. And we're just watching the game, and the guy next to me, huge Vikings fan, goes, stop acting like a typical black guy. 
And I turned and looked at the guy, and I went, uh, you mean as like a typical good sports player? What the hell are you talking about right now? And he goes, no, the dancing in the end zone. I was like, I don't know if you noticed, but we got a guy on our team uh, who is white, who just scored a touchdown, who also danced in the end zone. So back it up a little bit, man. He's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know if you realize that we've already put up three touchdowns on the board, each one being a a white guy who has danced in the end zone. So... Calm it down with the uh, the racist, you know, spewing hatred here in the bar. He's like a goldfish. He has like a thirty second memory. None of that yeah. happened. It's like, did you not see Adam Thielen just do a backflip? Like, right. come Which on, which is awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more entertaining than the the, the points he acquired. Yeah, yeah. He just left, man. What three year contract with New Carolina? Ugh, yeah, gross. Also. He was on some podcast and getting interviewed about going to Carolina, and Carolina was. Terrible last year. Yeah. He's like, I'm really excited to go to Carolina. I like think we can win a Super Bowl. Andy <laughs> Dalton, who's like the most what? average quarterback in the NBA or in the NBA NFL, um, is their quarterback. And he is like seeing her talk about how they're going to win a Super Bowl. It's like, you can just say you went there because they offered you the most money. Like, yeah, we, it is yeah. right. We yeah. respect nobody, that. Nobody I cares. respect that. If someone is like, yeah, they're paying me more money to do the same job. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. We're fine with that, because Adam. If you really were trying to win a Super Bowl, that would probably be one of the last last teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have went into the Jets or somebody that you know that are trying to like build a team right now. Yeah. Anybody else besides, oh, garbage move. Did did he go to the Jets? By the way, did uh, Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets? No, not yet. The Packers are dragging their feet because they they want really? they want as much out of him as they can possibly get. Yeah. I see. So he has not signed with them yet. Is it still? They still think he's going to end up in New York. Yeah, yeah that's just a matter of time. There, okay, I think the big holdup is the Jets don't want to give up their first round pick that they have this year, and that's what the Packers want. And so, and it's probably oh. a little bit of being petty and saying, "Well, you want to go? We're just going to drag our feet mm-hmm. to, to the last minute." Okay, I just looked at the clock. So remind me, uh, tomorrow the show starts at seven o five. <laughs> because we're going to take the five minutes we have here and put it on tomorrow's show. So. Sure. Nah, we'll be back right at 7 tomorrow. Hell of a show today. Thank you, everyone, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.